and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our meditation this morning, taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 22, listen again to verse 14. Jesus says, Blessed are those who wash their robes, so they may have the right to the tree of life, and that they may enter the city by the gates. So far, our text. On May 26, 1977, I was 17 years young, had just finished my shift at the pizza parlor, and was excited. So were my friends. The four of us headed for the standing room only movie theater and waited for the very first Star Wars movie to begin. We were blown away by George Lucas and his innovative special effects, star cruisers, lightsabers, robots, the Death Star, and something called a Wookiee. But it was this character who really had me on the edge of my seat. That's right, Darth Vader. Probably the most famous bad guy of all time. A nasty piece of work with horrible asthma. I couldn't wait for Darth the bad guy to get what was coming to him. But it never happened. Sure, at the end of the movie, Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon send Vader's uh, fighter ship spiraling out of control into deep space. But that's it. We never learn what happens to the prince of blackness. Does he live? Does he die? Is he Luke's father or uncle or cousin? We, we don't know. The movie left me hanging, and I don't like that. I don't like loose ends. I like closure. Same thing often happens with books, doesn't it? You finally reach the end of a 400-page novel only to find out that the author has left you dangling in the breeze. Did Colonel Mustard really do the crime with a candlestick in the billiards room? You don't know. Did the heroine find true love, the explorer, the lost treasure, the underdog, the finish line? Don't know. Don't you detest books like that? Me too. Closure is a good thing. Well, guess what? This morning, we are going to take a peek at one book that has absolutely no trouble with closure at all. And this one book is God's book, isn't it? The Holy Scriptures, the Bible. And I know what you're thinking, but pastor, there's so many questions that the Bible doesn't answer. And you're right. And I'm familiar with the question, who did Cain and Abel marry? Were there dinosaurs on the ark? What age will you be in heaven? Well, God doesn't give us all the answers, does he? Like a good parent, God gives us the information that he knows we need and can handle at the time. But God does do this. In the last chapter of the very last book of his book, God does not leave you hanging. Our text today contains the very last verses of God's book where he lays down some, some really important closure that you need to know about. In fact, God's first bit of closure has to do with this. 
the bad guys get what's coming to them. The bad guy gets what's coming to them. And we call that kind of closure God's justice. I mean, take a look at our nation. Take a look at our world these days. And the bad guys do seem to be winning all too often, don't they? I mean, every category of U.S. crime has skyrocketed from car theft to murder. I mean, would you really want to live in Portland or Seattle or Chicago or, dare I say, Minneapolis? I don't think so. And what's wrong with Putin anyway? What is wrong with him? Does he really think he's going to get away with it? 65 million babies murdered by Roe Wade so far. 19 more babies murdered this past week in Uvalde, Texas by an evil coward who will never stand trial. It's just not fair. It's not fair. And you say that a lot in your life, and I say that a lot in my life, too. You know, it's not fair. People do you wrong all the time, don't they? They're rude. They lie. They try to take advantage of you if they can get away with it. They hurt you on the inside, and they hurt you on the outside, and they always seem to get away with it, don't they? Doesn't seem fair. And don't get me wrong, because I'm cool with turning the other cheek. I'm good with forgiving 70 times 70 if that's what it takes, but that's on me. But shouldn't there be some kind of ultimate justice somewhere, some kind of payback, some kind of balancing of the scales. Doesn't seem fair. It's not. Not right now, but it will be. The bad guys will not get off scot-free. The day of God's justice will come. Jesus puts it this way in our text. He says, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. Recompense, from a Greek word, misthos, which means a negative or positive reward based on what a person has earned or deserved. So here's the deal. On the day that Jesus comes back, every crime of every criminal who's ever drawn a breath will be exposed like an MRI for everyone to see. No soul will escape God's justice. None will. There will be no corrupt district attorneys, no plea bargaining, no get-out-of-jail-free cards. If they did the crime, they will do the time in hell. God's justice will prevail. The scales, the scales will finally and eternally be balanced. There will be closure at last forever. And I'm all right with that. And you should be all right with that too. Except for one little old tiny old detail. You have a criminal record too, don't you? So do I. The summer I graduated from high school, I stole a happy hour sign from a local restaurant, drove it all the way to Nebraska where it hung in my dorm room for four years. In college one night, 
I took every single fire extinguisher on campus and hung them in the trees like Christmas ornaments. The next day was graduation day. And at the seminary, Tom, I want you to listen to this. Tom just retired last week from ESCO. Pastor Tom, good to see you. But listen to this, Tom. Okay, at the seminary, I once turned in a paper that I wrote to three different professors in three different classes. Same paper. <laughs> I got two A's and a C. <laughs> you laugh, but not ethical at all, okay? You know, and if I had the time, I would love to hear all about your crimes. We'd be here for a while. Because you have them too, and you know you do. And, and that should make you a little bit nervous about Jesus Christ returning with his recompense. So tell me now, what kind of punishment do you think your crimes deserve? So the closure that comes with God's justice is a little bit scary, isn't it? But let me tell you about the second kind of closure that's found in the last chapter of God's book. This second kind of closure is called a happy or a heavenly ending. And this isn't about God's justice. This closure is about God's grace. So let's look at our text. What does Jesus say? Blessed are those who wash their robes so they may have the right to the tree of life and they may enter the city by the gates. First things first, you have dirty laundry, so do I. Your personal resume is stained black with every kind of sin, crime, transgression against God that there is. You deserve to be crushed by God's justice, so do I, and that means hell. But that's not going to happen to you. It's not going to happen to me. For a simple reason, the garments of your sins have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's all over the Bible. The Apostle John tells us in 1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. Acts 22, verse 16 says, rise and be baptized, wash away your sin. And then Paul he talks about your sinful garments being replaced by Christ himself, like some kind of a robe. He says, for all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Jesus. That's pretty neat. That means that you can actually think of baptism as a kind of spiritual laundromat where Jesus washes away your sins with the detergent of his perfect blood and then clothes you anew with his sinless self. And I know, Melissa, where'd she go, that you're so proud of Faith Annalise's fourth-generation baptismal garment uh, today, but I gotta tell you, your little girl has been covered with something much finer than that, the priceless garment of Jesus. God can't see her sins anymore. So tell me, people, are you still proudly wearing your baptismal faith? If you are, look at the kind of closure that you will receive when Christ comes again. You get to sample from the tree of life, 
Okay, you know the tree of life that basically disappears from Scripture after Adam and Eve are booted uh, out of the garden. Well, we know where that tree is now. It's in heaven, waiting for you to discover what living forever tastes like. And then you also have a ticket to enter the city of heaven, the new Jerusalem, through the front gate with all the angels and all the saints as they come marching in in that great uh, victory parade that will rock the universe on the last day. That's the kind of closure that's waiting for you and for me. You know, I really did hang those fire extinguishers up in the trees back in college. But I've done worse things than that that I'm never going to admit uh, from the pulpit. And so have you. But do not worry, fear not. God's recompense and justice will not condemn you or crush you. There's a different kind of closure waiting for you. It's that heavenly ending all about grace. And you will love it for your life has been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And the peace in Christ that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.